the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. You're listening to The Bruce Hooley Show. Say, where's Mike Gallagher? Uh, well, I'm in Mike's slot. Our show normally airs 5 to 7, so we would love to engage you on local matters, national matters. Uh, this show will continue until 1, then Dennis Prager will take over. You can catch the podcast of the show if you're a regular listener at 5 p.m. You can catch the podcast of the show, as always, at 989theanswer.com, 989theanswer.com. Uh, Joe Biden will address the nation at 345 this afternoon about the spectacular uh, humiliation that we are suffering in Afghanistan where uh, people are clamoring to get out to the point that they are clinging to aircraft, the outside of aircraft, and falling to their death. It is a haunting reminder of people choosing to fall to their death from the towers at the World Trade Center after planes hit the Trade Centers on 9-11. We're coming up on the 20th anniversary of that. Some people look at Afghanistan and our involvement there as too long, endless war, got to get out. You can't get out of an endless war unless the other party in the war wants to get out. And Khalid Sheikh Mohammed told our interrogators that eventually the terrorists would win because their will is uh, unbreakable. And America's will would eventually wane, and it did wane. And Donald Trump was going to withdraw people from Afghanistan. I was against that. Our investment in personnel was so minimal, 3,000 there to keep the peace. Now we're putting more people back into the country to get people out who helped us while we were in the country. And we likely won't be able to do that. Women will die. Women will be raped. Women will be ravaged. Their ability to get an education, gone, done. Men will be beheaded. They will be shot. It is, of course, easy, and I will acknowledge that, to have 2020 hindsight. So, nevertheless, I think it's important for you to hear what Donald Trump is saying about this because you can't find it on social media. You can find the Taliban spokesman on social media. Twitter will allow the Taliban to speak on social media. They will not allow the former president of the United States to speak on social media. For that, we have to trust the reporting of Miranda Devine of the New York Post, who spoke to Donald Trump yesterday. And Donald Trump said of the difference between his exit plan from Afghanistan's and what he is seeing with uh, Joe Biden, Trump's quote, we were not going to let people get slaughtered. I wanted to get out, but you have to get out safely and you have to get out with respect. We had all sorts of conditions. All civilians were going to come out before the military. Everyone should have been out before they took our military out. 
I was going to close this ridiculous embassy they spent a billion dollars on and move everybody out. I was going to blow up every military base. I was going to take out every single piece of equipment. I said, I don't want anything left apart from leaving each soldier a gun. I had a relationship with the Taliban where they knew they weren't allowed to do this. They understood they were going to get hit very hard. What I had was conversations with the Taliban leadership where I said, if you do anything, we're going to hit them like they haven't been hit before. And it's very obvious now that the Taliban, they don't have any fear. They don't have any respect for the United States, for our willingness to engage in the battle or any staying power at all. Isn't it fitting that while this happened, Joe Biden's on vacation? And not only is Joe Biden on vacation, his liar-in-chief Jen Psaki is also on vacation. Uh, An email sent to her yesterday by Fox News returned an email that said, I will be out of the office from August 15th to August 22nd. She asked for those trying to reach her to reach out to underlings in her office. And then, of course, yesterday, the picture from the White House. And I guess they thought, this is just the continual misreads of the optics of all of this are amazing. They release a photograph of Joe Biden sitting at a huge table. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. There's at least room for 20 people at this table. Biden is sitting in this room all alone looking at, A Zoom call, presumably. Maybe it's, I don't know, maybe he has the TV set up so he can watch Mannix on one channel and Beretta on another channel and Card Sharks on the Game Show Network. Because he clearly has no idea how to lead the country. If you want a good social media follow, not the Taliban, follow Rob O'Neill. Say, Rob O'Neill, Rob O'Neill. Who is Rob O'Neill, Bruce? Rob O'Neill is the guy, the Navy SEAL, SEAL Team 6 member, who shot Osama bin Laden in 2011. Rob O'Neill on Twitter is letting Joe Biden have it and letting Mark Milley. Remember the Mark Milley, Joint Chiefs of Staff guy? I want to understand white rage. Maybe you should have spent a little time doing a historical study of 9-11 and the hatred that Islamic jihadists have for the United States of America, General Milley. Maybe instead of reading Ibram X. Kendi and defending that before Congress, you should have realized that Muslim extremists, they don't say, you know, we probably got that whole 9-11 thing wrong Those Americans, they're not such bad guys. No, you don't understand Islamic jihadist rage. Rob O'Neill tweets, There are Afghans falling to their deaths off our retreating aircraft. Has the Joint Chiefs resigned yet? (laughs) He tags Mark Milley in another tweet. Has this dude quit yet? Other social media posts by Rob O'Neill. This is the worst loss in American history. Our most popular president has vanished. Prove me wrong. My friends who died for no reason would be disgusted with this administration. 
And then finally, do I have all this right? Our border is wide open. China's biological weapon is surging. We closed our pipeline, but opened Russia's. The Taliban is back in charge. We are defunding police. And men are women. What did I miss? No, you didn't miss anything, Rob O'Neill. You have perfect vision. So it's a depressing picture in Afghanistan. And uh, I cannot imagine... But it will happen. This will be turned away from Joe Biden. They have no alternative on the Democratic side. What is Joe Biden going to resign and Kamala Harris is going to step up with her sterling leadership on the border? Uh, They have no bench. They have no one who can step forward and offer any cogent ideas or any kind of strong leadership in the face of of this. It's a disgrace. Just say what it is. It's a disgrace. And it's very, very sad to watch. Because we can't offer the families of those who died in 9-11, we can't offer them anything close to the sacrifice they paid in the war on terror. We can't offer those families of New York firefighters, New York policemen who died in the towers or who died from 9-11 related illnesses, we can't offer them much. Soldiers who died in Afghanistan, who died since 9-11, we can't offer them much. The one thing we could offer them was, we're not going to let this happen again. That's the one thing. It wasn't an equal trade, but it was the one thing we could offer. And now we not only can't offer that, we like willingly handed that, we willingly turned our back on that. In a country where we had not suffered a combat casualty since February of 2020, where we had only 3,000 people, we have service people in Guam and Germany and Kuwait and the UAE and Kosovo. We have service people all over over the world to protect our interests. But because Joe Biden fancies himself some kind of hybrid between FDR and LBJ, he thought this would be a big political win for him to be able to take a victory lap and say, I'm the guy who brought our troops home from Afghanistan. Instead, more and more every single day, whether it's on inflation, whether it's on Lack of respect on the world stage. Remember how embarrassing it was every single night during the Jimmy Carter administration when we had to watch Ayatollah Khomeini and American hostages be disgraced while Jimmy Carter could do nothing? Well, Jimmy Carter has returned to the White House, and his name is Joe Biden. This is The Bruce Woolley Show. Unquestionably, the big story nationally and internationally is Afghanistan. Locally, a couple of things going on. The kids are moving in at Ohio State, getting ready to start school. Everybody uh, that I know in the uh, elementary, junior high, and high school ranks will be starting school this week. If they have not 
started it already. And whenever we talk about school, we, of course, have to watch out for COVID. Oh, that Delta variant. I heard uh, officials from the state of Ohio today saying that the Delta variant is more contagious and more dangerous. Uh, Dr. Bruce Vanderhoff. Uh, Well, more contagious? I'll allow for that. So contagious that apparently if you have been vaccinated, double vaccinated, you still get it, right? Aren't we seeing that? That's what they're telling us. Yes, you can still get it. And if you can get it, you can spread it. So all this talk about the necessity for vaccines, virtually every time you see a public health official in front of a microphone or our governor in front of a microphone or our president in front of a microphone before he couldn't avoid, of course, the topic of Afghanistan. The topic was get vaccinated, get vaccinated, get vaccinated, get vaccinated. Well, I'm not telling you not to get vaccinated. I will never tell you not to get vaccinated. I'm not making any kind of judgments about the vaccines, but there are a couple things that seem to be self-evident to me and maybe to you. If you have a thought, 844-TALK-989, our number 844-TALK-989. Uh, having a vaccine passport, the idea behind that is to what? Convince the person you're showing the passport to, whether it's a restaurant owner in New York or a airline or school principal or whatever, you have the passport, you've been vaccinated. Okay. I presume you show the passport because they want to feel like you're not a threat. See, here's my passport. I've been vaccinated. Well, then we just established that you can still get COVID and you can still pass COVID with a passport, which you get only from being vaccinated. So, in fact, what kind of safety, what kind of security, what kind of assurance should the person who is insisting you display the passport, what kind of certainty do they have that you're not a danger? They want you to show a passport so they know you don't have COVID, you can't pass COVID, but that Delta variant, it's not keeping you from getting it and it's not keeping you from passing it. So why the necessity for a passport? And for that matter, um, I would say masks are the same thing. It's the presumption that, well, I have a mask, so I'm bulletproof. You're not bulletproof with a mask on. You're not. The droplets can penetrate the mask. You might feel better, but you're not assured of anything. See, we're looking for assurance. We're looking for absolution from infection. And that's just not how viruses have worked. And it's not until COVID the way we ever demanded that we exist amid assorted viruses. Never before, even when SARS was a thing, did we make the Assumption? Did we make the grading that you, you you can't even get it? It's always been, and even in the initial days of COVID, it was, can I survive it? That's pretty much what everybody is most concerned about. Can I survive it? Will it kill me? 
early on with COVID, we feared oh, three, four, five percent mortality rate. And I remember a friend saying to me, if we could just get to the point where 99.9 something percent of people could survive it, maybe we could relax and people could get back to living their life. And we just deal with the inevitability that there's a virus and it might kill some people. But we are way past 99.9 percent survival of COVID and still because it can be weaponized, I guess, because it can become a way to identify. You're not one of those crazy Trump voters, are you? No, actually, I'm uh, one of those uh, crazy inner city Hispanics or one of those crazy inner city black Democrats. I don't want to get vaccinated either. Yeah, I know it's the little told truth of the vaccine hesitant is that the largest numbers demographically are blacks who live in the inner city, overwhelmingly Democratic voters, and Hispanics, not rural Trump voters. Oh, there are a lot of rural Trump voters who won't get it. I'm just saying there aren't as many of them as there are of typical Democratic constituents. And then you look around online, even for a little bit, and you're going to find graphs that show you case numbers. Notice how now it's all about the case numbers. You don't get the hospitalizations. You don't get the ICUs. You don't get the deaths unless you really search for them. Back in the original days of COVID, those were the numbers we all wanted, right? How many people have it? How many people have to go to the hospital because of it? How many people are presumably at death's door in intensive care? And how many have succumbed to COVID? Now it's just infections. Well, the infection number is going to be high if the virus is, in fact, more contagious or as contagious as chickenpox. But when you look at a graph, and I'm looking at one right now, of new deaths. Boy, if you look at this graph with a big old spike in the center, long about, you know, late summer last year, and see how deaths are diminishing almost to zero? Well, you would say, hey, we whipped this thing. We beat this thing. I don't know what they're going to do if the COVID infection number keeps going down. And by the way, it is going down. Last week, it was over 3,000 positives per day. Then it was into 2,500. And then it was in the low 2,000s. And the case number from Sunday... Uh Uh-oh, don't read anything into this. Don't take any comfort in the fact it is 1977. Not the year. That's the number of cases. New deaths of Ohioans. Hmm. Wow, this is way down the page on the uh, dispatch analytics chart. I would lead with this, but no. It's not a number that inspires any panic or readership. New deaths of Ohioans as of Sunday, August 15th. Would you look at that? Zero. Oh, then there's an asterisk. Deaths are reported on Tuesday and Friday. Okay, well, we'll stand by for tomorrow then. They continue to give total cases and deaths since the beginning, and they're bad numbers, but how about we compare them to when we didn't have answers? How about we compare them to when we didn't have vaccines? How about we compare them to when we didn't have, here's a dirty Dirty word, natural immunity. Actually, it's two words combined. But 
no, no. We never, ever talk about natural immunity anymore because, of course, it doesn't drive the narrative that you must get vaccinated. If you don't get vaccinated, you're a terrible person. If you don't get vaccinated, you don't care about your fellow man. If you don't get vaccinated, you're a science denier. You don't get vaccinated, and you want to kill grandma. And, oh, you don't care about the kids either if you don't want them to wear a mask. So that's where we are uh, with COVID. It is the news story that never goes away. It is the, uh, it is cocaine for alarmists is what it is. We'll give you the truth here. Hour number two, Bruce Willis Show. Straight ahead. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.